We're on page Reish Yud, 210. <coughs> and we just started a new part of this Hamshech of Emarim about the Esos Firisak Nuzis. And the Oiris, if the Oiris are Pashat, or only if, they, if the Kalim are the only thing to give definition. So we, we just said that according to the Pardes, that the Oiris are totally Pashat, I mean, they have no spirits within them, in them with the, with whatsoever. Not even, you can't even describe the Oiris in a way of Shlila. Like we said earlier, that uh, calling the Oyer Chachma is not to define it as actually Chachma, and the Oyer itself is already defined as Chachma, but only to be Shoyul that it's not the opposite of Chachma, not the opposite of Chesed. Um, and the Oyer is totally Pashat. Rather, what what is the Oyer? It's just a Gili Oyer HaMaitzel, revelation of the emanator, in order to emanate, to bring about, to enliven, to give the life force for Chachma and Chesed. But the Oyeres, they have no shaykhs at all to the idea of Chacham Chesed to definition at all. However, we said, we quoted the Zoya that says, that the Oyeres are switching places on this side, one going to the other side, one going to the other side. And the Mekdash Melech in the name of the Rizal says, that said, that, mean, that means the Oyer Chesed, already seeing there that the Oyer is defined as Chesed, is switching to the Kliya Gvura. And the Oyer Gvura, another idea of definition to the Oyer, is going into Kliya Chesed. So we see that the Oyres themselves are being called Chesed and Gvuda. If and if that wasn't so, you couldn't say Oyre Chesed into the Kli of Gvuda. So it's defining the Oyre already. Being that the Oyre is totally simple without any definition, and it has the etzim, it doesn't have in its very essence these in the in its core these definitions of these levels. So we must say that within the Oyre beetzim in its very core it has definition already of Chesed and Gvuda, and therefore you can say that they're changing places. If the changing places applies to the oyer, the oyer must be already defined because changing places. If the oyer is pashut, then doesn't what, what does it mean that it's changing places? Both oyers are totally pashut, have no definition. So the fact that you're changing places is referring to the oyer must be that the oyer is already defined. So then we said, according to we'll explain this, according to what it's explained in the famous the beer, the mimer of Yavilavush Malchus and Oyer, Megillah Sester, that there's two types of shachis from oyer and from the infinite infinite energy of Hashem. One is a hamshacha, which is totally unlimited. It's the Oyer Nseifa Sev the unlimited energy of Hashem, which is called Sevu, encompassing all the worlds, being that it's not within the realm of being enclosed in internal internal way within the worlds, even though it's found equally everywhere. And Adraba, it's everywhere equally. Like it says in the verse, Shemaim Esaretz, Ani Moli, both equally, Shemaim and Aretz. However, it's not in a way we slap it's fisa, not in a way where it's in totally in, enclosed in an internal way and grasped by the creations, even though it's found everywhere. The oyer, which being that it's ain't so you totally un- unlimited and above the limited capacity of the creation, it's not murgish claw, not sensed and felt at all by the, the limited creations. Being that it's totally unlimited and it's not in the edich, it's not in the same realm of the limited worlds. But be, for that very reason, that's why it's found everywhere equally. Being that it's not limited and doesn't enclose each world according to its specific capacity, it's everywhere equally. The only the oyer which has already become tsumtsum according to the level of the worlds, it could be only in one place, which is basically a cle to it, a specific vessel to channel that level oyer, meaning a higher, more um, oyer which is already tsumtsum. It's already been contracted and condensed. According to the meaning, it's already a limited level of energy, contracted energy, just like the limited worlds. So it can only be in a place which is a specific kli for it. But the seve being that it's not in this tamtim according to the level of the world, therefore it's everywhere equally. And for this very reason, that's the reason why it's not behem. It's not enclosed in an internal way and felt by the worlds because it's not 
in their realm at all. It's not in the finite realm, it's infinite. And even though this energy, which is the Seviv, is the main life force of all of existence, it brings into being, it's the Yeshme Ayin of all of creation. Like it says in Tanya Perik Memches, and also the, another mile of this level of energy is that Kol Nidroin Betelem Likus, from the perspective of this energy, it gives no room for creation. It's Kol So even the lowest levels of creation, which usually don't sense this energy, they're totally bottled to it, because like I said earlier, everything was equal before it. But this is all, even though basically these two mylists, it's the main energy of creation. And so seemingly the main energy means it's enlivening every moment. How can you not feel it? And it's also everything's bottle before it. So, but this is all in a way of it, not a slobtious and tfisa. It's not felt by the creations. And so it enlivens them and brings them to existence in a way of distance, in a way where the, it's, the creation is, so to say, distant from this energy because it's so infinite and the creation is finite. Therefore, the creation doesn't sense it, it doesn't feel it, and therefore it doesn't feel that bittle, and it doesn't feel the fact that it's being created by that energy every moment. Um, even though this is Hashem's, this, this infinite energy is Hashem's knowledge of all of creation, and Hashem's knowledge is intimate with all details of creation, nevertheless, being that it's an unlimited level of divinity, it's not felt by creation. And therefore, also the creations do not sense this vitality within them, and they don't sense the bittle that is produced from this vitality. And in their perspective, in their feeling, they could even be a yesh, an independent existence, feeling self totally separate from godliness. And that is the idea, like it says in other places, so this, the idea that Hashem knows everything, but at the same time doesn't force, He knows everything before it's going to happen, but it doesn't force our choice, because this idea is coming from the Eirasevi, which totally transcends the feeling of creation. So therefore, in our feelings, we have a perceived sense of free choice. And the root of this amshach, of this, of this seviv, is from the Eirin Seif, the infinite energy of Hashem before the Tzimtzum, which is not even in the realm of having any relationship with worlds. Like explaining the difference between it, that and actually being above the seviv itself, is above being enclosed in worlds and felt in worlds, but it's not above Shaykh's world, because it is kol om. So it's, a, its whole revelation is after the Tzimtzum in order to make it have a connection to worlds, to enliven worlds. So the source of this divine energy is from the Eirin Seif before the Tzimtzum. The essence of Hashem, which has no, not even the realm of having connection to worlds. And therefore, it's also this energy is not in the gathered spheres cloud, and not in the realm of definition of spheres at all. From this level of the atmosphere and safe, before the symptom, it would bring about worlds. If it would create worlds, obviously it could create, has the power to create, but if it would create worlds, it would be in worlds without any end, just like that energy without any end. And also, there would be in a totally different way, in different seer. There would be, it wouldn't be chokhmah or chesed, it would be totally beifanam achedim, which are not in the realms of the spheres which we know. And the fact that there were emanated ten spheres, ten and not nine, ten and not eleven, and specifically this definition of chokhmah and chesed, that's only because of the tzimtzum that was in the infinite energy of Hashem, that this infinite revelation of godliness became concealed and hidden within Hashem's essence, meaning that it shouldn't be revealed, the infinite revelation of Hashem. Rather, there should be just a, a finite revelation of godliness. And that is the idea of the drawing down of the Kav, which was drawn down after the concealment of Hashem's infinite energy, that this Kav is drawn down in a midah of Mishkol, in a measured way, meaning that the Oyur Metsumtsum Mugbal, it's a limited, contracted, condensed divine energy according to the capacity of the limited worlds. And, they're, they're, and then therefore, from this limited energy, it creates limited amounts of spheres, ten spheres, and also with a limited, in a specific way, of Chachma, Chesed, etc., and it could also be an inner vitality to the worlds and in a way where it's enclosed in the worlds and grasped by them and felt by them. And the 
the creation should be able to sense this this energy, which is the soul of them, in an inner way. Literal, their literal chayis, even though the air sevi is also the chayis of everything, but you can't feel it because it's infinite, it's above our sensing. But the air panimi, the air metzumtzum, comes within us, and therefore we're able to feel it in a real way. And even in the created worlds, not just in the world of Atsilis, even the created worlds of Biyah, they all experience of a slabtrus of this oyu, this mitzumtzum dika oyu. And then we said at the beginning of Reish Yud that the, the energy, every, there are two types of life force within all of creation, oyu and koyach. And that which is called oyu, that comes from the, the glimmer of the kav, the oyu kav, the oyu mitzumtzum, which shines within all of creation, even though it's still connects all the way back to the area take before the symptom, therefore it has a certain removedness to creation. It's a pure divine energy, still, even though it's limited, but it's still removed because of the pure divine energy. Nevertheless, it becomes enclosed and grasped by all of creation and felt by them. But in Atsilus, the difference is that in Atsilus, before the symptom of the Parsa, you feel the actual muhus of the Kav, and in the worlds of the creator worlds of Biyah, you only feel the Metzius of the Kav. But Torah allows you there to be a revelation of the muhus of the Kav Mamish, like it says in Tanya. Starting there, six times at the top of page, Reish Yud. Even though the Kav, this contracted divine energy, limited divine energy, it's rooted also in the infinite energy of Hashem before the Tzimtzum. Just like this Eir Seviv, now basically this Eir Kav is the Eir of Amalek, the light of Hashem which fills all the worlds. The limited, contracted by energy, which includes in the world according to its capacity, and is felt by them, is revealed within them. So the Eir Seviv is, is rooted in the infinite revelation of Hashem before the Tzimtzum. So the Kav is also rooted there. It derives from there. It comes from the infinite revelation of Godliness. It just experienced the Tzimtzum. Uh, but the difference is that the Seviv column comes to the inner core of the infinite, of the revela- infinite revelation of Godliness before the Simpson, whereas the Erekav, the Mamale, it's rooted in the Chitsonius, the external lower level of the infinite revelation of Hashem before the Simpson. Like it says in the Eitzchayim there, that when it arose in Hashem's, when it arose in Hashem's will, His simple will, to emanate the world of Atzillus and to create all the created worlds, then he did. But so, what does that mean when it, when it arose in Shem's will? And this, this will that Hashem had to bring all the worlds into being, especially the world of Atsilis, in that will, there was already a specific defined will that the world should be in such a way and there should be 10 spheres. Specifically, ten and not eleven, ten and not nine, and also in, they should be defined in this and this way of Chesed Chachma, etc. As it's in another place, this initial rotten that Hashem had to, to create all of creation and specifically the, the world of Atzilus, this is the idea of Shir Ba'atzim Bekeach. Hashem estimated, so to say, within Himself in this desire, this initial desire, which is before the actual speech of bringing the worlds into being. In a lower way, like we said before, even though Ainkar Chaser Pale, but there's a difference between the Koyach aspect, the Rotten aspect of creation, and the deeper aspect of creation. But so this initial will is the idea of Hashem estimating within himself in potential everything that would end up being actually created in the deeper. Within this Hashara, this estimation of Hashem's will for all of creation, there's already measured and limited in a potential way. The way and the behus 
of all the spheres and which way they're going to be and which definition and how many spheres already all the limitation exists within that initial will that initial hashara estimation so the agency so the kav is also rooted in the agency before the tzimtzum and this is the idea it's but it's rooted in the lower level the more external level of the agency safe and that's the idea of the rotin of hashem the will of hashem which is already a, this will is already related to limitation and to specific tzir the will already had the world in a specific way, in tens, tens fetus, and in this, and it's divine, defined in these specific ways of Chochmah and Chesed, etc. There's already a limitation there. So this is the idea. The Ratzin is the, this is the Chitzainius of the Eidit because Ratzin obviously is Shem's will, just like the will of a person is the Hamshach and Nefesh, but it's still the Hamshach of the Nefesh. It's how the Nefesh is already reaching out to be related to the outside world. So to the Ratzin of Hashem, even though it's within the unlimited level of divinity, but it's still the Ratzin for Elamis. So therefore, it's already related to the limitation of worlds and to the specific definitions of worlds. So that is the source for the Kav, the actual limited divine energy region clothes in creation is rooted in this idea of Ratzin, which is the Chitzonius, the level of Eretz which is already directed towards worlds. And within the unlimited revelation of godliness before the Tzimtzum itself, this level is the Chitzonius, meaning this is the more external level of divinity of the of the Eretz before the Tzimtzum. That is this level of Ratzin, this Hashara, because there's already a limitation. It's the Ratzin, it's the level of divinity, how it's already pointing towards worlds, the limited worlds. Because before Hashem's initial will for worlds, it's not even shy, it's not possible to talk about this idea of estimation of anything of in creation. Uh, meaning any relationship to creation, even in a way of just estimating what creation is going to be like in actuality. So before the the Alei um, the initial arousal of Hashem's will for creation, you can't even talk about any relationship to limited creations or limited the way which creation will be created. Therefore, the fact that Hashem estimated within Himself and had this desire, this initial will for creation, which is this hashrata, this estimation, that's already the external level of divinity, the external level of the Oriyansev before the Tzimtzum. The level of Oriyansev, which already connects to worlds, which that's the idea of Ratzim. And from that level, before the Tzimtzum, the more external level, which is already relating to, which is already, so to say, directed towards creation, from that it's drawn down the actual Ermit Tzimtzum, the Kav, which is after the Tzimtzum, after the Ketzilmanah, of that infinite revelation of Godliness. But this Kav is an actual, the actualality, the actualization of the Koyach of the Hashadah meaning the actualization of the limited divine energy and the creation of limited ten spheres specifically and in the specific ways of Chachum Chesachul. And this is why the Kav, this limited revelation of divinity, is called Tzinor, a pipe, a channel, like the Eitzchayim calls it, like it's that the Kav is like it's Tzinor. The Tzinor, who Chedas Tzimtzum, because the whole idea of a pipe that carries water within it is and is characterized by symptom, by contraction, concealment, diminishment. The whole point is that the unlimited or the huge, um, vast waters of the sea should become limited and directed and focused through this small channel, this small pipe. That's why the Kav is also limiting the divine energy in a limited way and focusing it to enclose in the world in, the, in an internalized way, in a, in a revealed way. As explained in the Biyuri Azoya, 
Rabbi Yudah Zayar is a safer either from the Alter Rebbe or the Middle Rebbe, which are my body, which explains um, statements of the Zayar. So I explain the Rabbi Yudah on the statement of the Zayar on the verse. The ways of Hashem are upright, are straight. So what does it say? Just like a pipe, a tube, which flows, which causes water to flow through this small pipe from the great river. The water within the river is unlimited, potentially, right? Because the, it's flowing from the, limit, the water from underneath the earth or from the ocean. It's a, almost like an unlimited amount of water which can come into this river. And through this small pipe, this tube, the um, the water, this unlimited water, becomes condensed, contracted, until it becomes limited. It's a specific amount of water in this pipe now. And there's even smaller and smaller pipes that carry this unlimited water and make it so condensed that it can be drawn into little teeny cups, basically. Like the faucets in a person's house. This is there's the pipes in the sewage system which take the water and make it more and more condensed. Or and then there's already the, the water how it's drawn into the small pipes into the house, which I which allow it to be contained in these small cups now. So you're taking from the bleak vul into this limited. And what is the analog for this idea of this this tsino, uh, these pipes which bring the bleak vul mime of the Nora Godel into these small kalin? The analog for this is Megillia Kav Simpson. The revelation of this Kav of this Matsumsum from the infant uh, revelation of Hashem before the Tsumsum. The Because the general, in general, the revelation of Godliness before the Tsumsum, before the initial concealment of that unlimited revelation of Godliness before the Tsumsum. So, in general, the, all the revelation of God is before the symptom, even that which is already measured in an estimated way, meaning in a potential way, all that is bleak vul, is unlimited compared to the, the limited worlds, and therefore it's not within the level of worlds that it should be received and contained by the limited worlds at all. Even the level of divinity, which is the chitzainius of the Aryan safe, the more external level of the Aryan safe, but still it's Aryan safe. It's external because it's already re- potentially relating to limited worlds. And potential it has potential um, diminishment, potential limitation within it. But still, it's not just the potential for it. It's still the chitzonius of the eight and safe, the infinite revelation of godliness. So all the oyu before the tzimtzum is unlimited compared to the limited worlds. Only through the kav, which is this tzinar, which is like this pipe, this small pipe, this small tube, in which the divine energy, the unlimited divine energy, becomes contracted, diminished. Concealed to the extent that it become it can become on the same level, the same realm as the limited worlds. So the kav is like this pipe which limits the unlimited divine energy before the symptom that it should now become on a level to relate to limited creations, limited worlds. And just like we said in the analogy, there's even smaller tubes which can relate to each kalim, the little cups, to put water in different sized cups, different types of cups. So there's also in divinity specific tubes, so to say, specific outbranches of the kav, of the initial Eremit Tzumtzum, that these outbranches, these specific tubes, go to each sphira, specifically, individually, a oir, which is a shayak sphira a divine energy which is relatable, which is on the level, and the same characteristic, 
of that specific sphere of that kli of that sphere so therefore there's the oyrakav is, is is this tzina this oyrakav and the specific even more tzimtzumim that after on the oyrakav itself bring the oyr that it should be a oyr which is specific to each kli the oyr which is specific to kli hachesed to kli hachachma so now you already start to see this idea of how achlifu duchtaya is possible how there is already a def- certain definition within the oyr because the symptom of the Oyrakav and the even more symptom on that Oyrakav are making, are producing an Oyr which has more of a shaykhus, an individual relationship to these individual capacities of these channels, these kalim. And it's another mimer entitled Harvey Surim, which explains what are these specific pipes which channel the energy of the Kav into specific into the specific individual spheres, they are kalim, the vessels. Amnon, however, but in the aforementioned it's implied that these tsunoides are actually still relating to the oyrakav before it becomes enclosed in the vessels and defined by the vessels. So we're seeing here from the biryazer that the oyr itself is already taking on, through the tsumtsumim, already taking on more of a tsir and more of a relationship to the finite kalim. Before it becomes defined by the vessels, explaining that statement of the Zera above about the Yisharim Darchi Avaya, the Tzinar talks about the, the, and that's why it's also on the verse Yisharim Darchi Hashem. The ways of Hashem are straight. This is why it's, this is the idea. The ways of Hashem. What are the ways of Hashem? These specific the the, the Kav is the way of Hashem, meaning. Just like a path, the pathway is when you get from one place to another place, the Kav is what's transferring, so to say, this unlimited divine energy to limited worlds. And they're Yushadim, they're straight, meaning they're just like the Kav, this is a straight line, meaning it's a limited, contracted, diminished level of divine energy, a, a, a focused, directed tube of energy. So, Zayar, on that, Zayar, on that statement of Zayar, Sham, page 51, side 2. Kosov, he writes Sham the Daf Chof Tes of Seifa Menalef. There, page twenty nine, the end of side A. Vada Metius Atzinedis Hem Metius Akelim. For E Rapinimi Hem Gamkin Atzinedish connect them. So in the Zayar Rikia it says clearly it says you should know that the existence of these Sinedis of these pathways these tubes which the um, which the um, which which the Eitz Chaim talks about is referring to the Kav this Eir Metzumtzum these tubes are the Metius Akelim. They are the existence of the vessels. That is what is these tubes focusing, contracting this divine energy, defining it. And the inner divine energy, which is in these in these tubes, in these kalim, they are also termed by the tubes. In the Hadras Melech, another safer of Kabbalah, he fixes over here... Um, he fixes over here the uh, the statement of the Zerakia and he says Shibigidim. So the Uyupinimi him gankin it's shibigidim instead of shakanegdam. The inner divine energy which is clothing in these vessels is also termed by these tubes. I mean, you can also apply this uh, this description of tubed even to the Uyr already. Um, and not shakanegdam, but shibigidim, but a different type of, of tube, not a tube. I guess it's more of a specific kibigidi, meaning within the veins, within the sinews, it's more of a specific, um, you know, smaller type of tube, I guess. Like just like the tube of the veins are tubes for the blood to go flow through, but smaller, you know, a lot more fine, fine 
and you know not as thick as the bigger veins. So So basically, the the meaning the the oyer, which includes in the vessels, which is also termed tzinor, that's a panemius type of tzinor, and the chitzain, and the more external type of tzinor, that is the kalim itself. So what do we see from this Zayarakiyah? That there are this concept of tzinoiris, of tubes, even applied to the oyer, to the divine energy. And that is this idea that this tzimtzum, this contraction of divinity, that of the godliness, that causes that this Urmitsumtum of the Kav should shine and come into each uh into each attribute, into each sphira in a, in a limited, measured way, specif- uh, specified for each individual sphira. So it's basically this tsinar relating to the ear is this tsimtsum which makes the ear fitting according to each the capacity of each sphira. So according to this opinion, that basically the ear itself is already limited, is already, so to say, kind of defined and relating to specific spheres. Therefore, you must say, that there's already a definition of ear chesed, ear gvura. According to this opinion, it's possible to say the idea that the ten hidden spheres should be roots, should be sources, even for the ear, because the ear now is defined. And like I said earlier, if it's not defined, if it's pashut, it's just an extension of the essence. It doesn't need a source. But if it's defined, then it has to have a higher source for it. So here we're saying that the ear it's already defined and limited and measured according to the specific capacity of each characteristic of each keli of each svita. So therefore, it must be you can say that according to this opinion, based on the zayar the echliyu duchtayo that even the ear has a source in the esoteric being that within the ear itself and divine energy itself, there's already this idea of svitas of definition of a certain type of relationship. Of the air to the specific, each specific sphere. Therefore, you could say it's possible to say this idea of having the air having a higher root because it's not pashut. It's not without any definition, just like the mitzel, just like the source of the air. Rather, it is already defined. Therefore, it's rooted even in the ten hidden spheres because the air already it has a semblance of spheres within it. Therefore, it can be rooted in the hidden spheres within how they're absorbed, subsumed within the air itself. And so too, according to what we explained earlier, according to the, the opinion of the Pardes, the Indian is Fidish and that the idea of the Pardes, who says in general that the Oyer is Pashut, is totally stripped of any definition, but he does say this idea of Sphidish that applies to the Oyer, like we, when he says that he calls the Oyer Chesed or Oyer Chachma, it's just in a way of Heder, he's just saying a, a way of Shlila, negating. Not that the Oyer itself is called, is defined by these definitions, but just saying it's not the opposite of these definitions. You could still apply this idea that these Oyeres, according to the Pardes, also have a root, a source. Because they still have a concept of spheres within them. What is the concept? It's the idea of Shlila. Even though you're describing the Oyer in a Shlila way, you're saying this is not the actual definition of it, but even Shlila is still defining something. It's not above definition. So therefore, even the Oyer in a very ruchnistic way, spiritual, abstract way, has some type of definition, therefore, it must have a higher source in the Esther's Even though your description is a lot more abstract in a way of navigation, so it's not really describing the actual area, but nevertheless, it's still a description, therefore, it's still spheres, it's still some type of definition. Therefore, it has a higher source in the ten hidden spheres. Like, for example, when it says 
when he applies the name of Chokhmah to the Oyer of the Sphiris, it means in a way of shalom negation, meaning not that the Oyer itself is defined already, limited, and characterized by Chokhmah, rather just to say, that, to negate that this Oyer is not the lack of Chokhmah. It's not the opposite of Chokhmah. Therefore, he just, it's not describing the Oyer itself, but just saying what it, it can't be the opposite of this. But still, you're relating a description of Chachma to it, even though it's in a way of Shlila, but still relating a specific defi- definition to this Shlila. The only, the only thing is that it's not saying, defining that the Oyer itself, you can know it, this, this Oyer itself is Chachma in a way of a positive knowledge, meaning the Oyer of this Sfiras is, this is already defined as Chachma. Rather, you're saying, it's Idiyas Shlila, meaning. You're saying this oyer, you can't know what it is, it's mahus itself, that it is chachma. You can only know it through being shayl from it what it isn't. But still relating to it, a specific definition. But it's still defined as chachma, just in a way where we don't know the chachma that it is. Saying it's not the opposite of chachma. So therefore, it must be some type of chachma, but it's just not a known chachma. But it's still within the realm of chachma. So therefore, you can even apply that the root of the oyer. According to the Pardes, is within the ten spheres of Gnosis. And therefore, the Rambam writes that within the physical realm, the physical world, through being basically through process of elimination, through this idea of knowledge through negation, you could almost reach a true picture of the thing which you're trying to have knowledge of through being what it isn't. Basically, if you have enough ideas shashlila, you can start making an actual picture of what the thing is by eliminating what it isn't. And so too, we could say that this applies to a spiritual existence. That through knowledge, through negation, you could have a little bit of a recognition of the actual thing itself, what you're trying to understand. It's the actual spiritual level, what you're trying to understand through eliminating, stripping away what it isn't. Yishlemar, turning to the next page, Yishlemar, Shiesh, Bazar, Hefresh, Ben, Inyan, Eshlila, Ba'atzmus, the Inyan, Eshlila, Ba'iris. You can say that there is a little bit of a difference in this when you're talking about Eshlila, this knowledge through negation, which, when it applies to the actual essence and of divinity, and the difference between that and the Eshlila in the Oiris, which we're talking about here, applying Chachma and saying that it's not the opposite of Chachma to the Oir. The Ba'atzmus, Ein, Boy, Bechinas, Tatayan, Mechas, Shal, because in the essence of Hashem, there is. No descriptions at all. It's not defined at all, therefore you can't describe it at all. So therefore, when we are negating from Hashem, saying that Hashem is not the opposite of, He is not Chochmah, He is not Chesed, He is not Gvura, He is also not the opposite of these things. So when we're saying that, applying that to Hashem's essence, that they're literally totally negated from Hashem. All these types of definitions are negated from Him. And the truth, actually, Hashem is everything. Hashem is every good quality, and nothing is negated from Him. Nothing is totally away, uh, apart from Him. But at the same time, we're not describing the describing His essence at all. You're just saying that. You're saying Hashem is not Chacham. Hashem is not Gvuda the way we know it. Also, Hashem is has every ability. He has every type of positive ability. Nothing is stripped from him, nothing is away from him, nothing is negated from him. But we're not describing him at all, because him, him in his essence, he is totally above any description, any limitation. And the Ayman see what it says there, in 
But when you're applying this idea of shlila to the oyer, which is already a revelation of divinity, which already, therefore, has gone through some type of tzimtzum, some type of contraction, concealment definition, the fact that we negate the idea of chokhmah as we know it from oyer, that's because the oyer itself is describable as this description of chokhmah. But it's just not describable in a positive way of saying this oyer is chokhmah. Rather, just a chokhmah saying that this oyer is not the opposite of chokhmah. It's not the opposite of chesed. But you're describing the the um, the Uyur itself, with this description of Chachma, whereas by Hashem, you're saying, you're being actually shreel any Tayyar from Hashem, but at the same time saying that nothing is Mushal from Him, but you're not describing Him Himself, as the Uyur, which already went through some process of Tzimtzum and Revelation, therefore you can actually say, no, that the Uyur itself is described as Chachma, but the Chachma, the word replying to it, is in a way of Shlila, saying it's not the opposite of Chachma, but we're not, this, we can't really understand what the Uyur is itself. The actual, just the concept of being shreel, a metzias from something, is already describing that thing. Just like when you're describing it with a positive description, saying this, it's, this entity itself is wise, is, is kind. When you're shreel, a definition from it, you're defining it just in a way of shlila. You're defining what that thing is in a way of shlila. Saying it's not the opposite of chachma. That's applying some type of definition to it. But that's only applicable to the oyer, which has already gone through some type of symptom, therefore can be defined in some type of spiritual, more abstract way. Whereas the etzim of Hashem is totally above any definition, any description at all. We're just saying, when you're being shoyal from Hashem, you're saying nothing is applied, nothing of this limited nature is applied to Hashem, but at the same time, any positive quality is not mushal from Him, not negated from Him. But when we're talking about Hashem's very essence, we're actually negating both of these ideas. We're saying that Hashem is, no, He can't describe Hashem positively, saying Hashem is these descriptions, and we're also saying, no, Hashem is not, is even above understanding through negation. You're saying, you can't even describe Hashem saying he's not the opposite of these things. Obviously, Hashem, Mitzad has every positive quality within him, but you can't describe him in any way. He's above any limitation, therefore, any description, even in a way of Shlila. So, therefore, there's a difference, obviously, when you're talking about Yediyas Shlila, when you're talking about the Atmos or the Oyer. But within the Oyer, when you're Shlila, a description from the Oyer, you're actually applying a certain description, just in a way of negation. So, therefore, the Oyer has some type of definition here. Even if it's a way of Shlila, according to the Paradise, and therefore you can say it has a higher source in the Esoteris Hakaduzais. We'll stop there about eight lines from the top of Ratio Aleph.